disgusting, is it not? I mean, my father is one of the greatest men that have ever lived. My father Vince is like a national treasure. And when Roman Reigns hit him, it was like disgracing the American flag, defacing around much more. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Chick Foley Show. Welcome in. Man, I remember going to Route Mushmore when I was a kid with my parents. Great times. Uh, You're listening to the Chick Foley Show. This is Phil Gentile, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid. Sheena Phelps across the across the world in Honolulu. How are Pretty you doing, much. Sheena? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Making it. Um, I feel like... Uh, my son, the baby face, he's like, he's only 20 months, but I think he's hitting those like terrible twos kind of early, man. He has been irritable. So, you know, if I'm a little off my game today, it's because the last couple of days he's like, he goes from, he's like a sour patch kid. He has those little patches of time where he's like, <laughs> you know, this like amazing little cute blob of humanity. And then he like his head flips around. And he's the exorcist. Uh, that doesn't change, Sheena. I'm, I'm three years <laughs> after you and it's still the same thing. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, the be- the good thing now is he can like pee and poop on his own, and he gets and I can uh, he can play with like wrestler toys. And that's the true, you know. and he can and he can communicate what he wants. I think true. that's the biggest well, thing. Well, that's just a like, good I ha- thing I ha- and a bad thing. Yeah. Well, that's true too. But I just have this like squawking human that I'm supposed to. Uh, uh, so, yeah, in- it is interpret. Like- yeah. Yeah. Because he's not a baby, but he's also old enough to like know what he wants and what he doesn't want, but he can't really tell you. That is that those were those were tough months for sure. Totally. All he has to do is say, Give me what I want, and I would give it to him. But <laughs> yeah, you know Batista style. Uh, Batista style. I would don't totally don't rip out his no, nose ring, please. <laughs> totally not. That'll be years down the road. Uh we have a pretty packed show here, Sheena. We are gonna get into uh week two of the superstar shakeup down under i guess because uh that's mm-hmm. still people are still moving around and mm-hmm. um we have some dean ambrose news we got some figure news and all kinds of good stuff we are recording right after this a, a new patreon episode uh our second and final rounds of the entrance theme bracket where we pick we're go- going to pick we're in the process of picking the best wrestling entrance theme of all time uh i'm excited to get back into that it's been a couple weeks we've had some craziness going on but uh you guys can subscribe via patreon at patreon.com slash chick foley show we have uh everything from one dollar up and uh you can uh get uh, our show notes emailed to you you can get our bonus episodes sheena's unboxing videos and much more uh so check us out there on that website and if you have any questions or comments uh, shoot us an email at askchickfoley at gmail.com or you can dm uh sheena on instagram at chickfoley and uh sheena what's uh what else do we need to plug before we get into i've had some really good responses from last week's episode uh, kind of going through the superstar shakedown i liked how we kind of went superstar by superstar and kind of uh tried to predict what we thought was going to happen some of some of the things we predicted did happen this week so we were kind of uh we look smarter than we probably are but uh 
Yeah, well, and then a lot of things got undone, too. But before we get into all that, I definitely want to shout out, um, you know, our partners at Wiretap Radio. Uh, They are definitely amazing partners to have. So check out their uh, Instagram. It's at Wiretap Radio, and that's Wire, W-Y-R-E. They have all kinds of content, sports, gaming, you know, fitness, nutrition, you name it. Um, and their website is really awesome. They have tons of great podcast content over there. So definitely check them out. And also um, check out the Chick Foley shop over on Pro Wrestling Tees and grab yourself a nice Chick, some nice Chick Foley swag. We do have some new designs in the making. So stay tuned for those, you guys. Um, we'll always let you guys know whenever we're Pro Wrestling Tees is having promotions and sales and things like that. So you can grab yourself some stuff and support the show. Uh, real quick, uh, the guys over at Doing the Favor podcast, one of my uh, newest favorite podcasts that record twice a week. They uh, similar to our show, Sheena. They do a uh, kind of a weekend review of wrestling, and then they also discuss uh, their figure pickups. And uh, one of their hosts, Eric Brown, just had a uh, baby, uh, baby boy or girl. I forget if it's a baby boy or girl. I should probably know this, but um, we've been talking Aww. back and forth. So, Eric, congrats on the new addition to the family and. Uh, you know, it's it's a gift and a curse, but more so a gift for sure. It's uh, totally. I, you know, it's it's tough. Like with that first day you get home from the hospital, I remember. You know, it's it feels like it was a hundred years ago, but like you feel like you have no idea what you're doing, and you really don't. But uh, you, you pick it up as you go. So, Eric, props to you. Great podcast, and uh, thanks for the shout out on this week's show. We really appreciate the love. For sure. Uh, I also wanted to. Uh, there's another podcast I wanted to get people into because I've been listening. I've been. I don't know. I just feel like I've been getting into more wrestling and uh, podcasts than I, I used to before. Uh, there's a podcast called Our Vantage Point, which is uh, an awesome huh. podcast. It drops every Monday, and it's very similar. It's like two hours long. It's a great listen, and it's very similar to Bruce Pritchard's podcast where they kind of go back. It's a it's kind of a retro wrestling podcast where they just go back in time and look at like a certain event, uh, but more from a fan perspective than like you know obviously Bruce Pritchard behind the scenes, but. Uh, it's a great uh, a great show. The two guys that are hosted do a really good job. We're friends with them on Twitter, so uh, give them a follow at uh, OVP Podcast on Twitter, and uh, they're 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 definitely doing some good work. So check them out there. And uh, oh, you, awesome. you mentioned Pro Wrestling Tees. You can find our shirts there. Uh, we are now over a thousand followers on Twitter, so thank you guys. Uh, later in the show, we're gonna a- announce our Finn Balor NXT Elite giveaway. We. Uh, for a couple weeks ago, we asked people to retweet our, our post about the newest episode, and everyone that did was entered automatically. So uh, we'll pick that winner later on in this episode. Awesome. All right, let's get into Inside the Squared Circle, Sheena. A lot of stuff going on. Sunday, I believe it was, we got a, a free house show on the network. I guess it wasn't free because we, we pay nine ninety nine a month. But uh, <laughs> True. I, I love when they do this, and this was a pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't watch it yet, but I do love when they do this. Uh, Dean M. M- Dean Ambrose's final match with the WWE, or so we're led to believe. Did you watch this, and what did you think? Um, I actually didn't get to watch it. it was the the Shield's final chapter, and uh, like you said, it was over. It was over the weekend. We were at a friend's house. Um, we're we're very we're counting down the days here on Island, so we definitely want to make sure that we hit all of our um, all of our friends before we leave. And uh, they gave us a last minute impromptu. Uh, you know, invite over to the, you know, enjoy some beverages and some food and have the little guy Easter egg hunt with the kiddos. So we went over, um, uh, heel husband was watching it on the phone, but I was obviously socializing and doing, wait, doing wait, the- wait, 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 you're at a barbecue and Seth is watching this on his phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I mean, these are like really close friends of ours. Okay, like, you know, cool. it's not like, yeah, like they're like, you know, and he was still socializing and sitting, you know, 
knocking some beers back. And he just basically kind of had it like over to the side, like kind of propped up, you know, just so he could see what was going on. Um, But yeah, I didn't get to actually watch the the event, but I did after the fact go back and watch, um, you know, once the show was over, Dean did this really great speech, just kind of like super inspiring, um, you know, kind of like, the message being don't take no for an answer. Don't give up on your dreams. Like when you, when people are telling, you no and like, you know, shutting doors in your face, like keep going, like we're all proof of that, you know, Seth Rollins and myself and, um, all of those things. And I thought it was just such a cool message. And then he was like, you know, if anybody ever tells, you no, you know, I can't remember what he said, but then he said, you say the, the shield said so. And I was like, Oh, they need to make that a shirt. Like the shield said so, That's you know, cool. nice. yeah, I, it was just, it was a really, really good feel good moment. And I know we got kind of like his official on TV send off, but I felt like this was a little more kind of off the cuff and a little bit more organic like you get with house shows. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was really great. Yeah, we're going to do a Patreon, a quick Patreon episode on this, I think, soon, because I have a, a bunch of good ideas for some some cool ideas for the network. But I don't know why they don't do this more often. I would love to see, even if it's once, I guess you could do it once a month because then you're kind of interfering with the pay-per-views. But you know, give me some more house shows, man. Give me some NXT house shows or you know, when, when special things like this happen, I mean, I'm sure they're recording all of these house shows. And yeah. you know, what better place to put on the network? And I did see a cool video of, uh, I don't know who was wearing it, but I think it was Seth had like kind of like a GoPro mounted to his head during their, their introduction to the arena for that show on Sunday. And it was pretty cool to see kind of see you know, the, the fans were popping hard and, you know, just they came into the crowd, obviously. And that was a cool moment. So, yeah, I, I like this idea and I hope they do this more often. But uh, back to Dean Ambrose, uh, it is going to be kind of bittersweet to see him go, especially after watching uh, our retro wrestling recommendation of the week that you posted uh, yeah, brought me back some uh, hit me in the feels for some really kind of prime time Dean Ambrose moments. Yeah, you know, um, Dean, he's had he's had an amazing career. I'm very sad to see him go. Like, you know, I love the Shield. I love all three members of the Shield, Dean Ambrose included. And um, it just. I think everyone deserves, like if he wants time off, if he's feeling burnout, I don't know what the real reason why he's leaving. None of us really do. Right. But I feel like everyone deserves to be happy and enjoy their life. And if that means him taking some time off from in-ring, you know, competition and traveling and doing all that stuff, then I'm all for it. Like I want Dean to be happy. I don't think this is the last we're going to see of Dean and WWE for sure. Um, my question being like, what does this, what does this mean for Renee? Like is, are, are we going to see Renee? It's just going to bring um, this up. Of, yeah. Yeah, part ways from WWE here in the near future. I mean, I haven't heard anything, but I can only assume that, you know, with her being on the road so much that if if he's taking this time off, that it would be the perfect opportunity for her to kind of take that time off, too, and for them to kind of like spend spend some quality time together, even if she doesn't take off as long as he does. Right. Maybe she just goes on like a brief hiatus um, and then and then comes back. But I definitely don't I, I definitely think she will. Well, I'm not trying to be smart, but I I, told, I was thinking the same exact thing as you, but what does she do when she's not doing Raw? I mean, I'm sure she records some stuff for the website and for the network. I mean, she used to have a, her own show on the network, which I really like, kind of like a one-on-one yeah. interview type of thing. But what does mm-hmm. she do? I mean, if she's an on-air talent, does she do anything else during the week? I mean, she, she can't be going to house shows. I mean, there's no reason for her as an announcer to do that. So, I mean... Her schedule is probably way more, you know, open than his. Flexible, well, yeah. Maybe she works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or or something like that, and has the rest of the week off. She probably does, yeah. She probably does appearances and stuff like that. I'm sure she has like scheduled appearances and autograph signings and stuff like that that she has to do too. Um, but yeah, I, as as far as like you know 
the wrestlers and stuff, I'm sure her schedule is more flexible. I don't really know how that works. Honestly, that would be a good question to like ask the wrestlers, you know, like what is, are the schedules different for different talent? Like, you know, is, um, the, the Charlie Caruso does her schedule. Is it a little bit more flexible than, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose for instance, but yeah, um, I'm not sure how that works. I never even really thought about that to be honest. I just kind of thought like they're on the road all the time, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just one big bus full of people. Yeah. <laughs> What's your yeah. favorite all time Dean Ambrose moment? I mean, I think, I think if you're a Dean Ambrose fan, one of your favorite all time moments has to be his win at money in the bank. Uh, when he became, world champ i mean that that was just like the culmination of all of dean's hard work and like you know we had been wanting dean to be um world champ for so long and he so deserved it and when he finally got that moment it was very very heartfelt but um that being the obvious choice he does he did have some other great matches uh like battleground 2016 against the shield um was really great and then where he defended the world title and then that um i don't know if you remember this but he had an asylum match with Chris Jericho at Extreme Rules in 2016 where, I mean, like, legitimately everything but, like, the kitchen sink was hanging above the the freaking cage. And, I mean, I think Marty the Plant was the – or no, not Marty, Mitch. Was it Mitch the Plant? Oh, I forget. Oh, I know what yeah, you're talking the, about. Yeah, the, for the Ambrose Asylum. I'm, I, it is definitely Mitch. Mitch the Plant was even up there. So I thought that was a very entertaining match with him and Chris Jericho. I mean, it wasn't an all-timer, but it's definitely memorable. Yeah, it was Mitch the Plant. I just Googled it real quick. Uh, he had some great matches against The Miz for the Intercontinental title. I think that it was actually one here for Extreme Rules in Baltimore that was really good. But uh, those two had a good chemistry. Dean and uh, Dolph had some great matches. And, uh, I mean, just going back, I mean, I guess we, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but that retro wrestling recommendation of the week, I, I went back and watched that whole show, that Money in the Bank 2016. Yeah. And there were some misses on that show, but, I mean, it was right in the sweet spot of, like, that's where Dean, like, really excelled. Where yeah. He, where he had him and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and, and Jericho and those kind of guys in that Money in the Bank ladder match. Kind of the upper-level, mid-card type of spot for him. I mean, but he was in that match, I think it was, like, he was in 2016 and and 17. I think he was in the title match, but I think 15 he was in the in the he was in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and he was just kind of hanging around the same spot. And it did eventually get kind of stale before he turned heel. Uh, yeah, but, well, TLC um, was definitely the er, uh, not TLC. 2016 was definitely the year of Dean Ambrose. I was about to say yeah. he had an awesome match at TLC with AJ Styles too. So it's like you know that was like that was like Dean's peak was like that that 2016 year. Yeah, people pop big when he won that title, and uh, when he showed up on SmackDown the next week, it was a you know, it was huge. It was, I mean, he was definitely not a transitional champ. I felt like he was, you know, just like the other two guys in the Shield. It was it was very fitting for him. He just felt like a good fit as the champion. So um, yeah, hopefully he comes back. I don't think we see him gone for more than a year. I think he's back. You know the way the WWE is now. You know you're you're thinking that he's back by SummerSlam. Well, it seems or maybe like... yeah, maybe the Rumble would be a good time to reintroduce. You know, um, would be a good time to introduce Dean back. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his intentions are as far as like how much time he feels like he needs off. Um, but I mean, I don't think this was this was not announced as a retirement, as far as I know. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, Dean's retiring from in ring competition. It was just like he's leaving. Yeah, I don't think he shows up anywhere else. Uh, but yeah, that would be a, a nice pop for for Royal Rumble. Just don't even mention him for you know, yeah. the months leading up to that, 
And, uh, can we talk about Renee being like total wife goals with, uh, with her denim jacket, with him airbrushed on the back? I was like, that is total wife goals right there. Um, I loved it so much. Yeah. She wore it at the house show and it, it just looked, it was just awesome. So yeah, salute to, uh, to Dean Ambrose, uh, I would love to have a nice break from work after, you know, those those guys do work their ass off. I'm not going to downplay what they do. They put their body on the line, obviously, but you know, who can you just tell your job? Like, Hey, I'm I'm tired of this for now. Okay. Well, just come back whenever you want, you know? Yeah. You're welcome back at any time. Uh, so the WWE listened to the fans. Let's jump into raw here because one of the biggest topics uh, of last week's show was the Viking experience. And, uh, they have now changed it again to the viking raiders so this is the third or fourth name change for this tag team they're i (laughs) guess heel they're heels on raw but their faces on nxt we haven't got any word if they're going to be back on nxt to defend those belts but uh man what, what do you make of all this well, I mean, they had there. There was no other way. I mean, the outcry. I mean, you know, wrestling fans are very loud in their opinions, right? Like they'll they'll go on Twitter and rant about things. But I feel like this was like an overwhelming, just outrage toward like the Viking experience. It was just, you know, and especially I think it. I don't. Even, I don't know that it would have been so horribly received if they hadn't just come off that incredible Mania weekend performance at NXT Takeover New York, um, where they just showed out and put on a freaking masterclass um, with Black Ache. But I, I mean. I, I like Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders is definitely better. It was actually one of the, the names that I chose. I was like, well, if they're going to change it, like, why not just be Viking Raiders, right? But I, I definitely like it better than Viking Experience. I don't like that they're heels, though. I don't know. I mean, I guess they look like heels, but I, I, I kind of like Babyface War Raiders. Yeah, I do, too. I don't know where they would fit in with the tag team division. But uh, now with the bar split up, I guess you need to have another big name tag team on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. so that, that was kind of another, we, we talked about the superstar shakeup last week and now a bunch of more names are moving back and forth. One of them being Cesaro going to raw and Seamus staying on SmackDown is, is Seamus, yeah. hurt, is Seamus hurt? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think so. We didn't see him this week on, on TV, but, um, I would have to look that up and see if he's, if he's injured, but I, it does seem that they are pushing, um, Cesaro as a singles competitor, which I like. I think Cesaro is totally capable of being a, um, you know, a singles guy. I thought he had a good match with Cedric Alexander. Um, but I'm just curious as to like where this leaves the bar. Like it just kind of was like, like there's like no announcement. I guess the superstar shakeup is kind of the announcement, but it was never really made clear. Like these tag teams that kind of gotten broken up and things. And I, you would just feel like if these were, this is the problem with not being a legitimate tag team. <laughs> They just break you up whenever they want without without notice, right? Well, I don't know if it gets uh, more legitimate than the bar. I mean, multi-time true. champions, they, yeah. they've had a great run over the last three, four years. They have. I, I, I spoke to I spoke too soon. I didn't that didn't sound like I wanted it to sound, but like I feel like when you put people together like Seamus yeah, and Cesaro yeah. in that tag team, um, no no shade no shade to their tag team accomplishments. Um and I actually did they did grow on me after a while with their with their tag team performance. But again, it is just kind of one of those things where if you didn't come up together as a tag team, um, or come in together as a tag team, you're just I don't think they're ever gonna be seen seriously as tag team like they just broke them up you know and didn't even was like okay cool you know Seamus gonna go back to his regular music is he still gonna wear like you know Cesaro still gonna wear like the kilt and stuff like I don't know 
he's still using Seamus's music, which is kind of weird, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm still loving Sami Zayn on Raw. I think he's got a you know a no a total rebirth here with his character is just a total smart hating asshole, which is uh, you know which is right up yeah. my, right my alley because I hate smarks. He was a yeah, he was amazing. I thought I thought the little bit with him like showing the clips of him traveling around the world and he was telling the audience, "Have you ever seen anything like?" more unadulterated joy than that face right there. Like zoom in on that face. I just thought it was so well done. And so, I mean, he's got heel heat level Daniel Bryan, you know, like it's like, it's like you love Sami Zayn, but you also love how horrible he is to the fans right now. And that's the exact same way I felt about Daniel Bryan. Like just the way he's just bashing the fans. Why don't we get a money in the bank ladder match at the beginning of the show and the end of the show, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. It's the best part of the event. Everything, like, we have so many pay-per-views now that are just match after match after match of normal matches. Mm-hmm. Give us give us two ladder matches and then three or four matches sandwiched in the middle, and it would be a perfect well, card. Because I feel like they want to make this, like, the, the fifth, you know, that number five pay-per-view. True, but then you would have four money in the bank matches that night so you would have two women's division oh, matches come on plus yeah. what i'm just saying if when you're can we I'm, stop with this I, i'm I telling you i'm telling you right now i'm telling you right now if they broke it up into branding like you know raw and smackdown are going to have their own money in the bank for the the men on each show they would have to have one for the women because then what happens if you know like we talked about is the if a raw superstar wins can she go for the SmackDown belt since the SmackDown belt is on Raw and vice versa? Like now it's kind of like the the belts don't really have homes as we've seen, right? Yeah. So, you know, what does that what does that mean for the money in the bank? Like can you go for any title or do you have to go for your brand's title? Well, we talked about how much we wanted to see Seth versus AJ like down the road at, at SummerSlam and do a nice build, but now nah, fuck it, they're just gonna do it right off the bat and get it over the yeah. way. Yeah, you know. Yep. Yep. I actually love it. I love that they're giving a Seth and AJ, and I can't help but think that this is some sort of response to um, you know AEW W Double or Nothing being that week after money in the bank, right? Like WWE is like, we're going to roll out the best possible match we could put together in WWE right now, which oh, is Seth, and AJ, yeah. which is Seth and AJ. Um, we can't wait on it because we want to just put on this freaking killer show. And it's the week before double or nothing. So I, I cannot help but think that they would have let Seth and AJ marinate a little bit longer if it hadn't been for double or nothing. But I, I, can I just give a criticism to Raw? I hated, and I, I try not to say hate very often, but I hated the the opening segment of Raw. First of all, it was so long. Like it was, I want to say it was like 30 minutes, Phil. Like no joke. Like I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It was it was like 30 minutes. Um, and at the top of the show, before Seth or before Triple H even came out, they announced these triple threat matches, right? The triple threat matches that were going to be for the number one contendership uh, for the universal title. And then Seth and Triple H come out and they're being all chummy, which is kind of like awkward anyway, considering like how like their blood feuds that they've had in the past. Like it was just kind of like awkward. And I don't know, it just, it just seemed too, too friendly to me for some reason. Like I know they've kind of like made up and all of that, but I just felt like it was kind of just too chummy for my liking. And then 
you know, it got worse because every single person in the six, the six guys all came out to their own entrance music and they all were like, you know, I deserve a title shot because of blah, blah, blah. And I deserve a title shot because of blah, blah, blah. And they all had to like cut jokes on each other. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like after the second um, person came out, I was like, oh, they're going to do this with every freaking person. Like, why not just all come out, you know, at the same time? Or why do you need your music to hit? You know, like just... Why do, wait, know. why did we need Triple H in the beginning? What what was that? What did that have to do with <laughs> we, anything? We didn't need Triple H in the beginning. He just like it was so awkward because he came out and was just like, you know, congratulations, you know, you beat Brock Lesnar, good for you, buddy. You know, and he was talking about how, um, you know, Paul Heyman hasn't even contacted him, which basically makes me believe like, oh, well, Brock Lesnar didn't give a shit about the title or whether he won it or lost it anyway. So, you know, that kind of just gave me a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, why doesn't Brock give a shit that he lost, right? Like you haven't even heard from Paul Heyman that he wants a rematch or anything. Well, um, that's, they're trying to build him up as a heel that he doesn't, you know, he's just in it for the money, which you know, basically it's just playing off of real life. But yeah, I mean, that's it's it's a good way to because when you bring him back, then he gets he's going to get that initial pop. But I know I know what you're saying. It is kind of weird. Yeah, um, just kind of like it kind of just degrades the title a little bit in my opinion. But yeah, I other than that, I thought the triple threats were good matches. I cannot believe Baron Corbin won that triple threat match, but oh, God. hey, what, what, who, who am I? I don't, obviously don't know about Baron Corbin. <laughs> uh, I did love the Robert Roode and, uh, and the mustache that accompanied with him, and it was a very good throwback. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping he pulls out a mullet in a couple months and really yeah. just goes all in because uh, he's way better as a heel. It's actually, oh, yeah. Just playing off what you just said, yeah, he is way. I love me some Bobby or Robert Rude heel action. Um, but it's very uncanny. Somebody posted a photo today of Rick Rude and Robert Rude next to each other, and it was just so weird with them with the mustaches, how much they actually kind of favor, you know. And I was like, this is kind of creepy that they look so much alike. And maybe it was just the stash and like the robe and everything, but yeah, it was very. Um, very creepy, but I love it. I love the, you know, paying homage to Bob, or, uh, Rick Rude. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty nice. And I like that direction where they're going. They need a, they need a, a heel, kind of another heel on, on Raw. So I like that there. Um, mm -hmm. anything else on Raw we wanted to touch on? We talked uh, about, uh, how I did know. you forget about Firefly Funhouse? Oh my God. Of course. Yes, yeah. man. People hated this on the internet. Wow. I, uh, and I, I, I disagree. I think I'm interested to see where it goes. Me too. Me too. At first, I didn't really know what I was seeing. I was in the kitchen and I was like, you know, making dinner and stuff and doing that, you know, the normal thing. And all of a sudden I looked over and see, and I had to ask Hill husband, I was like, is that Bray Wyatt? Like, I could not believe my eyes. Like, it just seems so off because one, he's got like blonde hair and he's like, thinner and more lean and stuff, you know? And two, um, he was in this cartoonish Mr. Rogers meets blues clues set. And I, I was just so confused, but after going back and rewatching it, I'm very, very interested. And I actually kind of loved it. I just, my concern being, I don't know how it's going to translate from that segment into the ring. Like what is his in ring character going to be? And what is he going to do? You know, like, I hope this isn't just more Bray Wyatt, like ominous, like sinister type promos. And it actually translates well to in-ring work. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's, uh, it's, I think they can build on it. I definitely think someone is going to be both of those puppets. And if, if it's Eric Young and, uh, Nikki Cross that I, like I predicted months ago, I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably not going to do anything, but, uh, uh, I <laughs> think have, it'd be, I'm, a, gonna keep, I'm just going to keep watching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think you just didn't make this like super, super weird and like go, go deeper, like make him, I, I don't know, like they did it. They, they started it well, but I think you just need to make it like super creepy now. Like just every promo, make it every week creepier and creeper. Like, I don't know, make, make like blood, like dripping out of his ears, like, and, and him like pretending like he doesn't even notice it's happening or something and just make it like, and obviously I don't want any kids like, you know, just make the kids like a fake, you know, I don't know. They could be like little like haystack children or something, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know what really kind of like was a buzzkill. Um, and I guess you, I guess maybe they had to do it like that for people who only watch SmackDown or only watch raw, but they played the same promo, the exact same promo, on SmackDown, which I thought was just a little bit lazy. Like, why not just change it a little bit? You know, like I, I get you could still do the whole like, welcome kids. You know, this is the Firefly Funhouse. We're all it's all a safe place for my fireflies, and you know, use all the taglines and stuff. But they could have re-recorded something to make it different. I agree. Uh, I totally agree. There was a I don't watch sci-fi too often, but there was like a like an original sci-fi show that I watched. It was like a, a like a mini series of like this you know this kid who watched this basically kids like captain kangaroo type of show when he was a kid and then grew up and you know it told him to kill his brother i think it was called channel zero and it was very- oh i've heard of that i cannot remember for the life of me what like where i heard it or what i heard but i know exactly what you're talking about it's super fucking creepy but um it, it was very reminiscent of that. So I think, yeah, I think it's a cool, like, you know, take. I like how he's not using the fake Randy voice. And, um, yeah. you know, he's kind of being, he looks great. Looks like he's lost a ton of weight. I'm not a fan of the, the, the target manager um, sweater with like the, the collar, like the shitty folded collar out on it. But, I know. Uh, I I hope that's not his ring gear because I, I cannot get down with Bray wrestling in um, khakis and a Mr. Rogers sweater. Like it needs to be, there needs to be something else because what's going to happen is he's going to end up like Baron Corbin where that's like his gear for like life, you know? And I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we, we can come up with something, come up with something better. I think I would like, let me just go back to Baron Corbin. I think I would like Baron Corbin more if he wore his old ring gear, I would be more into him and like less hating on him every week. If he didn't look like a jackass every time he hit the ring, you yeah, know, that money in the bank, 2016 that we watched, he, he runs out in, I think it was 2016 or 17 where he runs out and jumps Nakamura. I think it was 17, but uh, he had a cool look. Obviously, he had the, you know, going a little bald on the top there. And Yeah, the I hair, mean, the but. hair aside, the hair aside, like the just his lone wolf, like his gear was always mage, you know, like he, he always looked great. Um, But yeah, this this new like post post managerial um GM. Corbin, I think, like I said, I think I'm just so opposed to that look. Like he looks like he's going to a funeral all the time that I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it makes me hate all of his in-ring works. People are like, Baron Corbin didn't do that bad. And I'm like, yes, he did. He was terrible. He's looking like he's going to the funeral of someone who works at Hot Topic. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so true. Yeah, if he just had some gauged ears, he would totally, totally fit the mold. And last, like, last important thing on Raw, I would say, is... Um, we kind of 
firmed up Becky versus Lacey. So Lacey is coming for, she said she was coming for both titles, but I think she was very confused. She said, both titles are going to be around my waist. And I was like, yeah. don't you realize you're yeah. only fighting for the raw title, sweetheart? Um, but other than that botch, she did a really good job. Like I liked her promo. I, I thought it was good. Um, and then we got that freaking debauchery of, Becky Lynch versus Alicia Fox. So we won't even talk about that. But I, I am yeah, excited for <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Lacey. Yeah, who knows? I, I have no idea. What if we had, not to go back to this, but what if we had Bo Dallas to this next next week with, with Bray? How great would that be? I've heard a lot of people make that suggestion, and I'm totally not opposed to that because what is Bo Dallas doing right now? B-team? You know, like I think, um, I think Bo Dallas is a perfect candidate to to join Bray in this new venture. You know, just totally rebrand both of them. Yeah, it seems, Even, it seems like Bray's kind of like like punishing himself for like what he's done in the past, or like you know, yeah, his gimmick. maybe Bo can like be upset that he was so cocky, or you know, something like that, or you know, it could work. Yeah, I could totally see that. And even I think it would be cool. Like maybe they bring him in and, you know, introduce him into the tag team division, you know, because we know Bray's not going to get that that main event push right from the right from the jump. So maybe introduce him and Bo as a as a tag team um, and then, you know, see how it goes. Yep. Yeah. Plenty of ways to go. So Raw was was pretty good. Uh, yeah. That uh, Alicia Fox, that 10 minute match with Beck. I don't know how Alicia Fox earned a title match and why, uh, you know, if, if Becky is portrayed to be such a badass, we're, you know, we're, we have a, a 10 minute match with Alicia Fox. But uh, that's beside the yeah. point. Uh, it was so random. So random. Over on SmackDown, looks like you know it's 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 hard to say what's going to be the Money in the Bank match because you had all those guys come out at the beginning of the Raw, and now you have a mm-hmm. bunch of contenders over on SmackDown. So I don't know what they're going to do here, but uh, they have a ton of talent to play with, that's for sure. Yeah, um, you know Shane uh, Shane McMahon kind of got Roman Reigns to agree to to fighting Elias at. Um, at Money in the Bank, which I think is going to be great. I'm pumped that Elias is actually getting some some spotlight and getting some shine and getting some time to show what he's capable of because I love Elias. Um, what I'm afraid of, though, is that they're using... I, I read this somewhere today, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that makes so much sense, is that they're using Roman Reigns and Elias and pairing Shane with Elias to somehow make Shane and Roman happen at the Saudi Arabia show that's coming up after Money in the Bank. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's in Because Ju- I'm like, June, oh my I God. Think? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what the date is. But yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like, that is exactly what they're doing. Because I was thinking to myself, like, what did the McMahons have? Like, why are they backing Elias of all people? Like, I just couldn't put the pieces together. And then after I saw someone make that connection, I was like, dude, that's exactly it. Like, I would be shocked if that is not if that is not what happens if we don't get Shane and Roman because you know Shane is the best in the world um, at Saudi Arabia. Have you seen? And this is I don't want to spend too much time on this because I I don't want to say anything that isn't true. But I think a, a fan passed away at ringside during that opening skit on SmackDown. That's that's the rumor going around that someone was taken out on a stretcher covered in a blanket. Yeah, I read that. I don't. I haven't followed up to see like what exactly happened, but yeah, apparently they were doing like some sort of resuscitation um, before the show started. Oh wow! Um, 
Yeah, on on SmackDown, and yeah, I think the person, from what I understand, the person ended up passing away. So yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was just like you know, heart condition or stroke or what happened. But yeah, that's that's extremely unfortunate, and I can't imagine one that happening to someone you love, and two being there and that just being like a total buzz buzz kill. You know, like I mean, because like you're like, oh my gosh, here I am enjoying the show, and then this real life thing is happening yeah. next to me. You know, and it just kind of like really puts a damper on um you know on what's going on for sure thoughts and prayers out to uh whoever that was in their family for sure that's that's never a, a good time we saw andrade move back over to smackdown which i do like and uh again face finn balor who he'd already beaten on raw and now it's still not getting a title match but uh what do you think about him moving back to smackdown the rumors are that that charlotte made a big push for it and uh they're possibly now engaged so well, I've heard that they're engaged. I think the real reason why that uh, Andrade and Selena Vega are back on SmackDown is because Fox made like a huge deal about it because there was no um, Latino talent on WWE on that on that side, and they they want a more uh, Latino representation on their network, and so yeah, they they like demanded that Andrade and Selena Vega come back to, to SmackDown live. Um, because I apparently, from what I understand, they were supposed to get Ray Mysterio. Well, then Ray went to raw. Um, and then Andrade and Selena went to raw. So, uh, Fox apparently put the kibosh on that and was like, no, 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 my friends, we're, we're taking them back. So that's what I heard. But I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, they wanted, they wanted Andrade. I mean, who wouldn't want Andrade, you know, He's the man. Um, but yeah, I, I have heard that him and Charlotte are engaged. I mean, she's been like flaunting their relationship on, on social media for, you know, for like the last few weeks. So um, it would not surprise me at all if they were if they were engaged. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if that was a, a factor in them because they don't split up married couples, you know. And I mean, I know they're not married, but they're they're dating. So um, I can see them keeping her there. Speaking of people that they could change the name, maybe if we make enough outrage on social media, maybe they'll give Andrade his name back and he can be Andrade C and Almas because yeah. that that is a main event name. Andrade is a mid card name. Andrade exactly. C and Almas, that is a main event name. Totally agree. Uh, we saw Peyton Royce battle Kyrie Sane, and I'm I'm starting to like the Iconics more and more every single week, man. They uh, they're very entertaining and they bring something to the women's division that uh, no one else really does. Just kind of. It's not really a comedic relief, but I guess I guess it is, and that it doesn't sound right. You think of like uh, Eugene, or you think of uh, Santina Morella when you think of that. Yeah, but, you know they they you know they're definitely they hold their own in the ring, but they're you know they can they can talk. I think I think it's good because they're kind of like those like little like sniveling heels, you know, um, and they have a really good chemistry together, which I think really ups their ups their credibility i mean if you if you follow either one of them on social media i mean they they post photos of each other all the time so i mean you you really buy into them as friends as a tag team you know you buy into their chemistry and i think they're i think they're good i love it i mean i i since they've won i've totally been in for for the iconic since they become the tag team champions uh we also saw looks like uh Alistair Black has moved back over to SmackDown. Maybe they want some more of like a emo Fox, I guess. <laughs> Anything that happens, we'll just blame it on Fox now. That's probably yeah. WWE's like really winning with this one. Like they can just blame Fox. But, totally. Uh, looks yeah. like he's going to be a heel now. There's kind They're of like, a, inklings need... of a, a heel turn with that promo he gave. 
Yeah, they're like, we need more tattoos, damn it. <laughs> bring bring Oster Black over. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, I, I liked the promo. I didn't hate the promo kind of talking about, like, you guys know me, but you don't know what I am, which I don't even really know what that means. It's kind of, like, ominous and, like, you know, I, I'm not sure what he's talking about. But um, I hope that they don't I hope they don't like rely on that. I hope that doesn't become a crutch for WWE just to put him in this like black space and have him like his head fade up into the shot and you know give this ominous promo. Um because I feel like that could get old really quickly and he could really fall victim to that Bray Wyatt, you know, situation. Because Aleister Black can cut a promo. He's really good. But I don't want them to just like throw him in that role and like be like, oh, we're going to put him up on the screen and have him cut a promo. Like, no, let the man wrestle because he's a freaking badass. Last but not least, the big O is no mo. We had uh, a split up with the new New Day. And uh, as he does to all of his friends, <laughs> Kevin Owens has turned his back on the New Day. He's a, a heel again and immediately the probably number one contender. And. Uh, I yeah. love I love this movie. He's, I like him much better as a heel, even though he's pretty funny as a as a face. And we don't get that when he's a heel; he's more serious. But uh, yeah, I I think this is a great move for him. I think he immediately becomes a normal contender, especially since we haven't seen Daniel Bryan since WrestleMania. Yeah, I definitely. I I, I mean, I, I totally know that's where they're going with this. I wish they would have let it marinate just a little bit longer, though. I feel like it was a little bit quick. I mean, we just started getting Big O. Like we got it last week. He was being, you know, kind of inducted into the New Day, and then this week he was fully, you know, ingrained into them. You know, he was he was part of the crew. And then I, I think like another week or another two weeks would have been really really good, and we would have been invested in it a little bit more. Like I wasn't totally invested in Big O just yet um i think they kind of jumped the gun a little bit in doing it i think because we're still what three and a half weeks out from uh from money in the bank so they could have like done it next week and i feel like it would have given us a little better build you know what i mean like it would have um, yeah. not been drug out so long if they're really gonna have K ko face kofi at money in the bank i feel like it would have been better to have like you know a shorter feud and not just like drag it on and on and on because, you know, WWE has a tendency to mess those things up when they're given too much time. True. Yeah, it's May 19th, uh, so that would make more sense. Uh, but I, I'm sure now we're going to see KO beat up on Elijah Woods next week or something like that. And <laughs> Totally. I would like to yeah. see a, uh, when Big E comes back, see a little KO Big E feud. That would be pretty fun. That would be a lot of fun. I could I could totally see that, um, I, and I would love that. I, I miss Biggie already. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like the New Day is just missing him. He's just he's like such a keystone in in the New Day. I feel like um, you know Xavier's great. Kofi's obviously amazing, but I feel like Biggie is just kind of like that personality factor. You know, hundred um, percent, yeah. And I'm and I'm really really missing him. Um, but we cannot not we cannot talk about SmackDown and not talk about this fresh new matchup that they created for us for Money in the Bank. Do you know who's fighting for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Oh God, I hope it's Becky and Charlotte, man. I need to see those two in the ring. God, you were you were in luck. Because that is exactly who it is. I'm so I'm like so pumped for this. I cannot wait to see these two go head to head. It's something I've been waiting for for years. For days. <laughs> for days. For days. Um, yeah, you know, I I'm not gonna I don't want to totally shit on it because I I'm obviously Becky and Charlotte is gonna be amazing. They're two amazing women. 
But give it some breathing room, people, for the love of God. Like, and they're so self-aware because Bailey came out and I actually kind of like Bailey standing up for herself. Like, this is the first time I've like really bought into Bailey being like, you know, you know how many times you beat me, Becky? Zero. And I was like, oh, okay, Bailey. Okay. You know, she she doesn't say it like that. She says, you know how many times you beat me, Becky? She has no inflection in her voice at all. It pisses me off that she has she's she's like going through the motions or something like or she she's just doesn't sound like her her promos are just like come on give me some give me some balls to it man but yeah she she does lack that that guttural like you know emotion but um but I did like her just standing up to Becky which I thought was different for Bailey because she's normally like you know kind of like that shy, like, you know, taking up for her best friend type. Um, and she doesn't really stand on her own two feet, but I thought it would, like I said, it was so self-aware because they were like, what about Ember Moon? What about Bailey? Like they were giving all these amazing potential matchups for Charlotte or sorry for Becky. But then they're like, no, 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 no. We're just going to give you Charlotte again. And I liked the segment. I thought the segment was good. I thought, you know, um, Becky being like, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte's argument was that Becky has never didn't pin her at WrestleMania. Right. So she shouldn't have won her title. And then Becky being like, you know, well, don't you know how the, the rules of the, the triple threat match were set up? Like, you know, were you not aware of that? Um, and I thought I thought all that was great, but I would have loved to see Bailey go over Charlotte and then maybe set Charlotte up with like Ember Moon. Right. Give yeah. us a different cool feud with the, with those two. That would be freaking money. You know, it's a good call. Uh, unless they're going to pull the, the they're going to do something wonky to Becky and and pull the belt off her, because obviously she, I think she's going to stay on Raw. So they'll keep maybe they keep that belt on her longer. Um, they've already made the money off the Becky two belts T-shirt. So maybe give it back to Charlotte so that she doesn't have to pull double duty. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. That's my only thought is you know they love charlotte so much that they want to have the i know but charlotte i mean like what's the what's it make a difference in her being an eight-time champ and a nine-time champ give somebody a chance to be a first time smackdown women's champion you know i agree i like i think i think it's just that just gets the fans so much more invested and i think think about all the i mean just from a business standpoint if you give somebody else like bailey the the title or ember moon the title what like that's like merch sales, you know? I mean, that's more T-shirts that you can sell. I mean, nobody's. I mean, everybody's got all the Charlotte Flair merch that they can handle, right? Like she's been champ so many times, and there's so many things. Like get these other ladies some some recognition, you know? Yeah, nobody's buying that Charlotte Elite figure. That thing's been warming the pegs. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, so that's it on Raw and SmackDown. Some definitely some ups and downs there. I did want to get into, uh, and you have it here on the script. Looks like Cody Rhodes and his brother Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Goldust, are going to be fighting at uh, Double or Nothing, uh, the uh, AEW pay-per-view. And uh, I don't know what to think of this. Obviously, it's something that I wanted to see at WrestleMania back in the day when these two split up, uh, you know, Stardust and Goldust back in the day. But we never saw it. Uh, are you excited about this match? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm for sure. We're, I mean, we're definitely getting double or nothing. Um, I'm, I'm super pumped for it. I think uh, I think it'll be a great match. I can honestly say, like, 
gold dust and hit like right before he left, you know, or got injured, I guess he's still considered, I mean, is he still on the roster? I guess he's not right. Or is he just no. showing up for this one of, no, I think, he, yeah, he, they, he was let go or he put his resignation in, but they, they kept it quiet. Remember there was like rumors like a couple weeks ago, right before WrestleMania that he was gone, but he kind of shot. Oh yeah. Down. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so yeah, but I think, um, he was doing some of his best work at the end of his run in WWE. I thought he was amazing. Um, even like the golden truth stuff. I was really, really into that. I thought it was awesome. Um, and he's still like for as old as he is. And as, I mean, I don't know how old he is. I don't want to call him old, but old for a wrestler. Um, for as many years as he's been in the business, he can still go. So I'm excited to see him and Cody go head to head. I mean, we haven't seen it like what fast lane 2015 was when him and, uh, Cody Rhodes went went head to head and that was like the whole remember Dusty Rhodes was involved and he was trying to like mediate between the two boys on, and baby, don't do that come on let's go yeah and um you know uh Cody had the really unfortunate uh promo where he said you know my father's dead and I was like you know mm. uh, yeah. yeah yeah so that was that was awful but hopefully this one will have a much more feel good feel good type ending and I kind of dig gold dust's new paint job you know the red and black he's like a wolf pack gold dust yeah like dustin balor kind of yeah kind of dustin balor like that yeah so i i'm excited i'm excited for it all right uh, any other news from around the wrestling world uh before we get into it looks like uh undertaker and kurt angle were pulled out of starcast so i don't know if that was oh like really Vince mcmahon doing or what i know undertaker did just sign a new deal with wwe so maybe that has something to do with it but uh, mm, they rolled up the brinks truck we're like don't do it yeah uh let's get into our go figure segment here comes the money here we go money talks here comes the money Oh yeah, spending that, spending that cash, baby, spending that cash. Uh, this is the uh, part of the show where, where Sheena and I go over our weekly purchases, whether they be uh, wrestling figure memorabilia or uh, potpourri. And uh, before we get into any figures that you bought, you posted on Instagram. I think it was pretty recently. Uh, some pretty pretty dope shirts from uh, a company that I was never aware of. What? Uh, who? Who was that from? The sh- which shirts were you talking about? The, you, it's, that's that's not a good answer. We, if you buy that uh, many no, shirts have, that you don't know, um, no, I literally have like like if you go back <laughs> in the Chick Foley Instagram, there's like thirty like shirts within like the last mm, probably ten posts. It's a uh, collar and elbow. Uh, you posted on the on the IG story. Oh, today, yeah, yeah today. Yeah. Okay, I, I was like, I was thought, are you talking about the you know the struggles shirts or the you know? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, collar and elbow. Um, they reached out. Um, and I had seen them. You know, obviously, I had seen them online and stuff. Well, a friend of mine is actually uh, dating one of the guys there, and uh, she reached out and she was like, "Hey, I would love to send you some merch." And so she sent uh, she sent over some t shirts and stuff, and they are so awesome. Like, I started really looking at their Instagram, um, and they have some really cool designs. Like, they're designs that are like kind of like subtle. Like I was talking about on Instagram stories. Like, it's not like if you don't want to wear like your hardcore like Mark gear like out on date night. Like, you don't want to be wearing your burn it down shirt or your New Day swag. Um, like. Like these are kind of like subtle, like wrestling shirts, you know, that can be worn like with a nice pair of jeans um, and stuff like that, which which I kind of appreciate. And you guys know, you know, your girl loves a soft tee. Like mm-hmm. I love, I love me a good soft tee. And these t-shirts are so freaking soft. So definitely, definitely check them out. They have some really amazing designs. Um, it's collar 
X Elbow is their Instagram. So C O L L A R X E L B O W. Yeah, if I if I know anything about Sheena Phelps, she loves those soft teas. And uh, I don't like a crunchy tea, dog. No. I do not like a crunchy tea. I did follow your friend that models for them, and um, I'm, I'm a fan of hers for for different reasons. Uh, yes, but, uh, she's, she, pretty she's awesome, a pretty right? uh, pretty uh, attractive young lady. But uh, yeah, the shirts uh, that you bought here, I love the "Thank you for wrestling with us" shirt. So I know if anybody that's, at that's that company wants one. to uh, hit me with a double X, you know, uh, you know where to find me. But yeah, yeah check them out, Collar X Elbow on Instagram. They got some cool stuff. For um, sure, Madison. Madison, if you're listening, hook up the Philster. Yep, love you, Madison. I don't, I don't know you, but uh, you know, <laughs> don't tell my wife this. Uh, what uh, What else did you buy this week? Um, so it was a super light. I haven't even gotten this in the mail yet, but a super light week over here. I got in a basic 95 Sonia Deville where she's in like her red gear. Um, just to kind of round out, round out the, uh, the female ICW division here at the, at the Phelps house. Um, I did happen to come across, like, you're not going to believe this NXT series four here on Island, everything except for Ruby riot. I was like, I came around the corner just expecting to see the same old shit. And, Lo and behold, sitting there, not even on the pegs, just sitting in a stack, was um, Killian, Alistair, and Drew. And I like it was like one of those moments, like you see in a cartoon, where you like look and then you like rub your eyes, (laughs) yeah, and then you like look again. And I was like, holy shit! Like we got NXT Series Four here finally, you know. Um, So I hit up our our buddy Shampoo Model to see if he needed any of them, and he wanted Alistair, so I got Alistair for him. And then I hit up the peeps on Patreon to see if any of them needed it, and they didn't. So hopefully, um, you know, yeah, some some people in, um, you know. Nobody needed the, the figures, but hopefully some collectors out there grabbed them while they were available uh, here in Oahu. Yeah, I, uh, it's a pretty similar situation. I don't want to rush through anything else that you have, but uh, I, I found today at one of my targets for the first time in quite a while uh, some NXT Elite Series 4s, and I, I got one of our Patreon members, Cody Baker. That's Bake underscore 05. I got him the Ruby Riot and the Killian Dane and sent them out. I'm going to send them out tomorrow. And nice. uh, yeah, so it was, uh, I didn't need any of them. I was looking for the uh, Alexander Wolf. Uh, they did not have it there, but uh, I was glad to help out a Patreon member. We try to do that as much as we can. That's, is that the, I know you have all those, but is that the first time you've seen them over there? I don't know if you, you mentioned yeah. that already. No, that that is the very first time I've seen them in store anywhere. So yeah, we we have the we have the full collection, but we got them through various various uh, avenues. But yeah, that's the first time I'd seen them in store. And like I said, somebody had already came around and copped Ruby. Uh, if you see uh, Drew, I know a couple of folks on the Twitter that need it. So. Uh, uh, let me know. You don't. You don't, okay, have, to, cool, you don't cool. have to rush back there. But uh. well, I mean, I, I frequent Target. If you follow me at all on my Sheena <laughs> Phelps account, you know I, I'm at Target several times a week. So um, I will definitely swing back by and look and see if Drew's still there. I made a. Uh, do you have any more uh, pickups? I'm sorry, I didn't. I cut you off. There. Nope that was that was it. Yeah, just okay. I picked up that that action figure for a shampoo model, and I got the Sonya Deville uh, Basic 95. What's going to be your cutoff day for purchases? Because we're, you're you're headed to an, an odd time here where you're going to be shifting around and moving and and all that kind of stuff are you gonna have you decided like may 1st i'm not buying anything else or oh no we have it we have a built-in permanent address in kentucky where things can get shipped uh to to the to the in-laws house so um yeah they they always anytime we've ever had any situations like that even um back in the day when we used to order from toys r us you guys remember toys r us right um 
when we used to order from Toys R Us, they charged an arm and a freaking leg to ship to Hawaii. So we would always just get the figures shipped to, um, you know, Seth's parents' house. And then they would either like ship them loose, like in a bubble envelope. So it was a lot cheaper or, um, you know, we would just wait till we saw them or they were coming out here and they would just fly all the figures out for us. Oh, nice. Cool. So you, do you have a date where you're going to stop like, sending stuff to Hawaii and you know yeah it's coming up like it's it's pretty close because the movers will get here on the um on the 8th um and we will be living in a hotel on the 10th we don't have to turn over the keys and everything until the 16th but the way shipping is uh in Hawaii it's so unpredictable whether it could take you know four days it could take two weeks yeah the the shipping cutoff date is coming probably like middle of actually beginning of next week would be like the probably the latest I would order anything very nice cool so uh I didn't do too much buying. I mean, this is probably the lightest week we've ever had for the two of us here. And this, you know, we're a wrestling figure podcast, so uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be a good wrestling figure podcast if you don't buy anything. I mean, just imagine listening to that. Um, I did make a trade ski uh, with uh, just someone randomly from from a Facebook group that needed uh, the the New Day retros that uh, my buddy Kevin from the uh, Baltimore Lead Squad had from Roses. He had gotten for. I think five or six bucks. So I, I purchased, he was about to return them because I told him initially I didn't need them. Uh, but somebody posted in this group that they were going to trade an, uh, a loose Roman Reigns and a loose KO, both from Retro Series 1, for uh, for the, their kid and wanted these New Day Retros. They couldn't find them wherever they live. I think it was Ohio or something. So I sent those out to him. He sent them to me. And uh, I, I don't even need that Roman Reigns uh, loose, but uh, it goes for like – 50 60 bucks so uh you know wow. it's a pretty good trade-off for me i think the kevin owens goes for 20 or 30 because obviously those series one they're not going to come back out with ever again so and a lot of people when those first ones came out they weren't really into the retros so they, they yeah. just kind of went went away pretty pretty quickly so uh that was it for me but i do want to give props uh to our awesome patreon subscriber marco denton who uh, was on our show with us recapping WrestleMania. He reached out to me right before we started the show and found Alexander Wolf at Target. One for me, one for Sheena. And yep. he is going to ship those out to us. And man, this dude is uh, yeah. MVP of, of the Chick Foley show. He's always help, hooking us up. I try to hook him up whenever I can if he needs something. So, uh, Marco, thank you so much. Uh, I. I've been on the lookout for it here. I don't know if, if you've seen it there on the island, no. but uh, we one of my buddies has landed uh, an Alexander Wolf, so they are starting to pop up here in Maryland. But mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's the same way with the Duns, and it's getting target the targets around here, man. They are not friendly. They uh, they're on to. It's probably annoying to have all these wrestling nerds calling you and showing up and. You know, hey, this website tells me that you have a case in the back and, you know, you're just some 18-year-old kid that just wants to get high and you don't really (laughs) care about wrestling figures. But, uh, yeah, none of them really seem too helpful right now, even though we we see that some of these stores are getting some shipment in. So uh, thank you, Marco. I appreciate it. And uh, next thing that you need... I will uh, I will hook you up and uh, the good thing is here when when we do when I do find an Alexander Wolf because I'm still hunting uh, it'll go to one of our awesome Patreon subscribers so for good. sure yeah so we that that um, officially completes the uh, the sanity set you know which is super cool you know one of the the coolest factions that I've, I can say for action figures I mean they're one of the coolest factions like 
in NXT, obviously they didn't do much on the main roster, but, um, you know, I was talking about heel husband this morning about like what faction we would like to see them make or redo. And I said, I would love to see, um, a brood, you know, like I just, I think about like these factions and how like they would look in action figure form. And obviously we have our, um, mad reaper customs, uh, Gangrel, but I would love to have a Mattel Gangrel and then like early, um, brood edging Christian, like uh, how freaking dope would that be? Oh, be so the only th- the only thing I don't like is Mattel makes uh, Edge look like Michael Jackson whenever they make him. So <laughs> that would scare me a little bit. But yeah, they, those would be awesome, and I'd love to see some like red red blood splatter on Gangrel, like the kind of like the I'm sure the custom that you have has that. I'm pretty. I'm oh yeah, what I remember. it does. Yeah, so yeah. that that would be awesome. That'd be a good topic for uh, another episode. Which uh, kind of faction or stable we'd want to see redone by mattel because they've done quite a bit they've done quite a few of them you know but uh that would be cool and yeah now i feel like i'm gonna be pressured uh internally to get uh all the sanity figures now because killian dane's hanging around nikki cross is starting to show up and eric young they're all kind of out in the wilderness now so um yeah, that's um I mean it's just so like they they just look so amazing. Like all of the sanity figures, they just freaking nailed them. So, um yeah, those will definitely look amazing all grouped together in the Mark Cave um in, in one little cell. So, I I'm excited to set those figures up together. Did you see the new pops that are coming out? The Funko release, the new WWE pop line that's coming out? I do. The only one I remember is the Bret Hart. That's the one I really really want. Yeah, well, it's finally Bret Hart with pink glasses. Like, you know, we've had a Bret Hart pop forever, but he had black glasses, which, whatever, like, not a huge deal, but come on. Like, he's got to be iconic with his, you know, pink shades, right? So I'm super pumped about the the Bret Hart. We're getting, like, a ministry-style Undertaker, um, which actually looks really, really cool. We're getting um, Becky Lynch, which is super awesome, Elias, and then Trish. So yeah, super pumped. Man, these pops, man. I, I they must have whoever bought stock in this company. Oh is, my god! Uh, you know, I mean, they they have such a simple idea. I mean, there's nothing, you know, crazy, you know, intricate about the pops. No, they're and they're very, not even. Yeah, they're not even that well made. You know. Yeah, but I mean, God, I mean, you go online. Some of them now, the the older ones. Are you're you know they're super valuable you know just because they don't come back out with them for you know a long time so yeah oh I mean, yeah if you if you they're see like one the that Disney you want yeah yeah they're like the Disney movies they put them in the vault and then they don't you know once a pop is vaulted like that's when the the value like skyrockets you know I mean there's like some pops that are like a dime a dozen you know you can find them everywhere but some of those like you know Freddie Funko pops and things like that those exclusives I mean those go for big 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 money um obviously we don't collect them in the box but i see so many people like literally their their houses are like lined like wallpapered with funko boxes you know and it just it's so funny for me to to see that you know just like it looks like their house is like a store (laughs) i know yeah it's it's definitely i'm glad i never went down that rabbit hole because um it's it's probably hard to get out of but i have a uh I've over like I don't know I haven't bought one in a couple of years but I have an Ultimate Warrior I have an early Macho Man and I have a Hogan that uh, are still in the box I'm thinking about getting the Brett and just kind of having like all of my you know legendary Mount Rushmore type of wrestlers get a Stone Cold and a Cena and complete the whole set but uh, yeah that's I'm excited about that I'm also a lot of people are posting about uh, Five Below they have these little five dollar figurines and one of those 
those little mystery bags where you don't know what they are. I forget. Uh, the guys on the Doing the Favor podcast talked about it, and I think even Zach Ryder tweeted out that he bought a whole box of them over the weekend. For, you know, they're like five, oh, really? Five bucks a piece. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They come in like their own little bubble, like plastic, you know, protective case, and they're yeah. there's like there's like eight or nine different ones. There's Andre the Giant, Macho Man, and, and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. So, uh, so again, something I can see myself getting into. Uh, buying way too many of so i'm not i'm not going to do any of them but uh if you want to check them out just go to you know five below they have them all there and uh some current wrestlers some former wrestlers and they're, they're pretty you know they're pretty intricate they're you know there's the size of like a mini pop funko but they're pretty uh the design on them is pretty nice they're not uh they're not cheesy cool cool uh anything else go figure there wasn't too much news coming out um no yeah no just that was about it just that Elite 66 chase because those are yeah those Elite 66 are starting to hit the hit the stores. I'm wondering when I'm going to get my Mabel. I've never pre-ordered anything from Ringside before, and I ordered that one. That I think that's Elite 68. I don't know. Have you gotten any sort of shipping or like you know any sort of update or notification at all? No, no. Which is I don't know if that's a a bad thing. Maybe I should look into that. Maybe but, uh, maybe no no news is good news. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, but th- also also I go by the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So maybe by calling them or emailing them, maybe you'll be they'll bump you up to first in line. You know. There you go. Yeah. Drop. You know. Hey, I know I know Sheena Phelps. Come on, hook me up. <laughs> check out Listen, her. Know- check out her account. I know she's bought quite a bit from you over the years you ain't kidding <laughs> um anything else uh on that list i guess i think that's don't. it yeah, yeah i think we got some uh random merch to get into i have some affordable random merch for you guys oh, yeah. this week yeah and i like to bring you guys something that i i could you could actually purchase and then tag us when you actually purchase it um so Bone saw gear is still available if you're keeping track. But for those of you who want some new wrestling merch, these are two sets of Topps WWF Pro Wrestling Stars. Um, they're cards, so they're sealed up. They're from 1985, you guys. So they, they've wow. been sealed for a long time. They're waiting to take some breath. Um, and guys, like these, like they look like they're in like pretty freaking amazing condition. Like the packaging on these is so mage. It's like, Got Hulk Hogan with his, um, you know, the white sweatband and the WWF logo. He's holding the world title. Like, it is just so awesome. And they are, their starting bid is at $9.99 with $4.81 shipping, which I don't know why it would cost $4 to ship those things. I mean, you could literally put those things in a stamp envelope. Um, Or you can buy it now for $17 and $4.81 shipping. So, Definitely check that out. We'll post it. We'll post it on the Instagrams for you guys to see. But yeah, they look pretty freaking mage. And it says uh, they're still sealed. Open if you dare. Uh, contains nine picture cards, one sticker, and one stick of bubble gum. Oh, I was gonna say if that thing has a sticker of bubble gum in it, it's not edible. Do not eat that gum. <laughs> Do not. It's toxic by now. <laughs> no, just so. break your teeth in, in half. Yeah, that's for another sure. thing. A lot of the folks on that we follow on the the Chick Foley Twitter account. Uh, a lot of folks are into like the cards, like the new tops cards and the autographs and all that kind of stuff. And I get they they look really cool. Don't get me wrong, but another thing, man, I'm 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 so into figs at this point. I I just don't know if I my my marriage could take collecting you know rare tops wrestler cards. I don't know where I would put them, but uh, you know to each their own, man. There's uh you know there's some pretty cool ones out there, and this you know a pretty good deal for something from. When I was three years old, you know, 1985, damn, 10, 10 bucks. I know. That was the, that was the year I was born. So, oh, okay. uh, you my know, sister yeah. Too. yeah, 
I feel like maybe I should get them just for, uh, you know, yeah, for commemoration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, let's get to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. I don't have one this week because I want to piggyback on yours and kind of dive yeah. into it, even though we've already talked about this event quite a bit because it's one of one of Dean's biggest moments. Yeah, it was um, from Money in the Bank 2016. Uh, the match was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Dean had won Money in the Bank earlier in the night, um, and it was freaking Seth's first match back after injury. He literally just beat Roman clean, which I was so unexpected. Like, I could not believe he just went over Roman clean. Um, and then I'm celebrating my ass off because, you know, Seth just became world champ. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Dean comes up from behind, crashes him in the head with the with the briefcase, and cashes in his money in the bank to become the world champion for the first time, which was such a feel-good moment. I hate that it had to come against my man Seth Rollins, but like we talked about earlier in the episode, it was just so awesome to like see the I mean the Dean was so over it was insane. And the pop when he won and cashed in was so insane. Like that's what you hope for for a money in the bank cash in, you know, like you hope that the audience just is either like, Oh no, like no, 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 no. Or they're just like standing on their feet waiting for this baby face to win, win the title. Um, and it was so awesome. And it was so cool because literally all of the shield members held the world title, like within a span of five minutes. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, in the timeline here, when did, this was in June of 2016. Did, did Seth win the title? Was it was that WrestleMania of that year or the previous year of 2015? Because I'm trying to figure the, out when did when did Roman win it from Seth? The previous year, he he didn't remember. Seth had to relinquish the title because oh, he. Oh, that's right. And then he, he came um, back and okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, he came back. Um, but yeah, Seth had to relinquish the title because he did that sunset flip on Kane and you know tore his ACL. So he like that was the whole thing. Like he won the title that he had never lost. You know, so that's why it was so it was so awesome for him to win the title back. Um, but Dean obviously won the uh, the money in the bank that night, which, like I said, I was so happy and so pissed off all at the same time. I had a you know, I was in a glass case of emotion. Yeah, it was kind of I mean, it was cool when he came out. The crowd definitely pops hard. I'm watching it right now on mute. But, uh, you know, one dirty deeds and, win, and he wins the yeah. title. There's some good matches on this card, too. There was a really good the, the first i think this was the first cena aj styles match uh was really good it was kind of a, a shitty finish but uh it was a cool kind of first time those two got into the ring together and then of course we saw dean it was it was jericho owen zane cesaro ambrose and del rio one of these things is not like the other but uh <laughs> a, a pretty a pretty good ladder match there and uh there was there's was a couple stinkers we had uh i think we had apollo was Cruz. speaking of Against... Speaking of the Golden Truth, we had uh, we had the Golden Truth versus Brizongo. Was it really? Yeah. It must have been on the yep. pre-show. I don't see it on the thing here. Yeah, it was on the pre-show. During the pre-show, uh, Golden Truth they beat Brizongo. Um, you know, it was it was good. I mean, it was what do you expect from a Golden Truth Brizongo match? Yeah, we we had a Titus O'Neil match and an Apollo Cruz match on a pay-per-view. That's not happening in 2019. But overall, it's a pretty good show definitely go back and check it out and you know it's worth it for that that cash in at the end so uh and it was cool because it was from vegas i would have thought they would have done a little bit more vegasy type of stuff because they don't they don't tend to go to vegas too too often so 
Yep, super cool. Definitely pull it up on your network. And if you really want to go down a Dean rabbit hole, 2016 is is definitely the year if you're looking for solo solo Dean stuff. All right, let's get to our listener mail. We got a couple good ones today. I'm excited about this. Yeah, so we have our first listener mail coming in from um, our homie, the MVP, uh, Marco Denton. Uh, he says, hello, first, you both rock and are the greatest podcast team in all of space and time. Marco, you're the best. Uh, second, we're all huge fans of wrestling, obviously, and we've all imagined what it would be like if we were wrestlers ourselves at one point in time. So this is a fun question for both of you. If you were to become wrestlers, what would your name, gimmick, entrance, and finishing move be? Uh, you can be tagged up or singles competitors. So I will let you go first on this one, Phil, and uh, I'm interested to hear. I haven't heard your take on this, so I'm, I'm interested. Okay, so entrance music I'm going to use. I don't know the name of the song, but uh, if you just Google the A-Team movie, there's a song by uh, Rage Against the Machine that was really good. I'll play it in the background right now. It's a good, like, no words, just kind of like rock song. Uh, if, I think I would use my real name. I always liked the franchise as kind of like a nickname that Shane Douglas used for a while. I always mm-hmm. thought that would be cool. My finisher, I'm going to go boring. I want to go with the uh, the slam suplex type jackknife maneuver that uh, Goldberg used for a while. So Awesome. Um, well, was that all the criteria yeah. or was there one more? What, okay, cool. What was your, oh, your finishing move, your entrance, and then, yeah, your gimmick? Yeah, I think um, I would just use my, I mean, I, I, I was, I've talked about this with some of my buddies from the Baltimore lead squad. I've actually, I remember as a kid and I say kid, I was probably like in high school a little bit too, where I, I had like a notebook where I wrote down, and I don't know if anybody listening to this, it's super dorky, but I had like my own fake like wrestling federation and I had like all my favorite wrestlers from WWE and uh, WCW and ECW and one thing. And every month I would make like a, you know, if it was SummerSlam, I'd make like a fake SummerSlam and like have matches and pick winners and stuff like that. And I did this for years. And then I got to college and I had like a, a random book bag in my in my car. And uh, I had just met a bunch of, you know, new friends in college. We were going to like a football tailgate or something. And I had it in like the back of my like, SUV and I just like panicked and just threw it in a dumpster and I was like, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't want them, to, I didn't want them to see it, yeah. And now I'm that like, was, oh yeah. my god, you know, you and know I just regret that when it. we were coming up, yeah, like growing up now, we're like nerd is the new cool. Like these kids are so lucky because yeah, when we were growing up, like nerd was nerd, and you didn't want to be a nerd, you know, exactly, like you you yeah. like you hid your inner nerd, yeah, you hid your inner nerd to just try to be cool, you know. It was all about fitting in and being cool, and yeah, if anybody would have found that notebook, you would have been heckled relentlessly. Exactly, yeah, um, I, would, I would still be getting texts about it right now from all my yeah, they you would- and he'll have. Yeah, you and Heel Husband would have been really good friends because growing up, I don't know if he did it like, um, you know, in like middle and high school, but I know growing up, he, maybe in middle school, he had um, his action figures. He would set up pay-per-views and had notebooks of like matches that he had put together and like winners and like all of these things. You know, I mean, he was, he's very, I mean, he's still very meticulous to this day about like spreadsheets and organization and like all of those things. But like, nice. I mean, he has one for um, his 2K universe. If you guys follow along um, with that, like people love his, his 2k universe so i mean he keeps everything in a freaking spreadsheet so um yeah so yeah so he went from notebooks to to spreadsheets but uh yeah he would have really appreciated appreciated that but as far as like my gimmick um considering daniel bryan already stole my perfect gimmick um that's that's exactly who i would have been like i i would have totally like been in on that like environmentally friendly 
like earth lover um, that would have been, I don't know if I would have been a heel or a face. I don't know how I would have presented it. You know, if I would have been kind of like that Bo Dallas, like, you know, everyone save the world. <laughs> or if I would have been like, you know, uh, more of a heel like Daniel Bryan. But um, I think just going with like the Chick Foley gimmick, like being, you know, a hybrid Bret Hart, Mick Foley type gimmick where I'm like a technical expert in the ring. But like when it comes down to it, like if I have to, I'm just going to freaking brawl and put my body on the line and just like put on a freaking show, you know. Um, and my finisher would be the super chick. So it would be like a, a super kick, like to the back of the head, you know, so it'd oh, be like nice. a super super kick but it would be called the super chick um and then my entrance music would definitely be something like for whom the bell tolls by metallica oh nice i love that (laughs) yeah you know just kind of like just rocking it out i think that would be such a mage entrance song even though we talked about in our in our entrance theme podcast that uh i prefer songs to be made specifically for for specific wrestlers than just picking already pre-made songs but i if I just had to pick a pre-made song, that would be it. Very cool. Thank you, Marco. That's a, that was a great question, man. I, uh, I, yeah. I like that quite a bit. It was, it was fun. Let me, we also have one coming in from a friend of Chick Foley, my damn toys. You can find him on Instagram and YouTube. Just search at my damn toys. Um, he's amazing. We've told you guys about him before. He has like the most mage pick feds. I don't even know if you can call it pick feds. It's basically like animation. Um, so go check him out. But, he says, what is good, Sheena and Phil? I hope you had to had a blessed Easter weekend. My, uh, my question this week is going to regard Money in the Bank. Outside of the Royal Rumble, the Money in the Bank is my favorite thing about professional wrestling. I love the concept of it, the whole idea behind it. Cre- uh, the, whole by- the whole idea behind it creatively is genius. I still remember being eight or nine years old when the first one happened, but... With all that said, over the last couple of years, it's been ruined, damn it. Um, He didn't say damn it, but I did. Uh, In 2017, my least favorite wrestler on the planet, Trash Corbin, won the case and ruined all of my investment into it. And then in 2018, Jan Strowman won it and wasted the surprise on Lesnar. So with this year... Um, I'm hoping WWE does something creative with it. Outside of Elias, who who would you guys like to see win the briefcase this year? Excuse me. I know you guys mentioned you would like to see him win it in a former episode, so I was hoping to hear a different take. My personal pick this year would be Kevin Owens. I think his smart-ass heel gimmick would fit beautifully. Thank you guys for all that you do, and I hope you have a blessed week, Trey. Thank you, Trey. This is a really good question, and um, I'm sure we'll see it shape up more. I'll be excited to see who all is in the Money in the Bank match and then be able to like pick you know, somebody that could actually win. But who, who do you think is even in the mix for this thing, Phil, like as far as like being in the, in the Money in the Bank? Uh, you got to think Miz, McIntyre. I've got to think Mysterio. Andrade? I'm throw Mysterio in there if they want a high flyer. Maybe maybe Ricochet if they want to have someone. If, if Ray's not in it, maybe have a high flyer like him. They oh, always, yeah. Because Kofi's not in it, obviously. So maybe yeah. either Ray Mysterio or Ricochet. Uh, I'd love to see Cesaro in it. He's gonna he can pull out some big time moves. Um, I think it would be a good place to have Miz win and kind of at the same time turn heel, like maybe do something to you know screw someone over on the ladder or something, and just kind of go back to a heel. Even though there's a mm-hmm. there's kind of a, a good amount of heels on on Raw already with Samoa Joe and McIntyre. I think I'd like him as a sniveling kind of you never know. Uh, kind of a thorn in Seth Rollins' side during his whole time as champion, and you don't never know when Miz is going to cash in. You know, he goes down yeah. to cash in, but 
but you know he sees seth like getting back to his feet and he chickens out or something like that it'd be pretty cool yeah i could see that um i again i'm with uh trey i would love to see kevin owens i think kevin owens with the briefcase would be just awesome um like we said before um i would love to see elias with a money in the bank guitar case like how cool would that be right if they did like a uh, instead of a briefcase for elias they had like a you know if they could even do a smaller guitar case like a ukulele case or something you know <laughs> that would be um cool. <clears throat> but i i think andrade would be would be good um because he has selena vega there to like cut all the promos and to do all the talking you know and he's just there like looking like a total badass holding holding the case but i can totally see drew mcintyre being in the in the shuffle too yeah, I mean, I could see Sami Zayn if they really want to push him as kind of an, a new heel, just make him the guy and just. You know, oh yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of good options this year, so it'll be cool. I don't want to yeah. see I don't want to see guys like Drew McIntyre. I want to see more of a a quicker pace match. You know, some of these smaller guys like Miz, Cesaro, mm-hmm. Ricochet. Just you know, that's that's when the 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 Money in the Bank ladder match is at its best. You know. Yeah. What about Bobby Roode? I think Bobby Roode could be a good oh, yeah. winner That's for good the call. for the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, an opportunity to make like they like give it to Braun last year, who's already kind of over. You know, give it to someone who you know. That's what they were trying to do with Corbin, and I and I kind of get it. And it has mm-hmm. it has made him. I mean, he's been pretty prominent as much as people don't like him. That's kind of his gimmick. Is people don't like him. And he doesn't really care. But, you know, use this as an opportunity to make another person and add somebody else's main event picture. For sure. For sure. Because, I mean, who you have yeah. competing against, who's, who's like, really with Daniel Bryan out of the picture for the time being? Who, who, is, who are you thinking besides KO is, an, is a contender for Kofi's title over there? I mean, I guess you, you can always throw Randy Orton in there. but um, Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, yeah. That would be a great uh, match. Damn. Yeah, Buddy Murphy would be good. Um I mean, you got Roman over there, obviously. Samoa Joe, I mean, he is the United States champion right now, but I could totally see him getting a main event push. I do Shinsuke. like what they're doing with, with Roman is kind of easing him in and mm-hmm. not forcing mm-hmm. him down people's throats. I mean, they could easily have put Agreed. him into the title picture right away. And, you know, this that would be a good spot. And I don't want to get into Money in the Bank too much, but it would be a great spot to elevate Elias a little bit and, and yeah. give him some shine. I think so too. Um, I if, if he wasn't going to be in this feud with Roman, I can totally see him being in the in the Money in the Bank um, match. I think he I think he would be awesome. Cool, great questions. Uh, again, if you guys have any questions that you want us to read on the show, hit us up askchickfoley at gmail dot com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. We love interacting with you guys for sure on our social media platforms. And uh, <laughs> check us out on Patreon. We will be recording later on tonight a new episode. Uh, Sheena's been doing some unboxing videos. The The house is almost ready in the next week or so. I'm going to be getting home and doing a massive unboxing video of all of my new generation figures. I have uh, at least 10 or 12 figures to unbox, and I have a bunch of them to, to kind of open up and, and uh, add to the collection. I, I try to collect as many uh, for that new generation Z, uh Detolf. yes. Thank you for uh, for that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, check us out there at patreon.com slash show. It starts at a dollar a month, and uh, as we mentioned on the show, we're, we're trying to find figures for people, uh, and we always go to our Patreon subscribers first. We post it on there and say, hey, if you need this, we're not going to upcharge people. It's just uh, basically whatever the figure charges plus shipping, so we're not trying to make any yep. money off of it. 
Yep, for sure. And uh, definitely check us out on Pro Wrestling Tees. And we got to shout out our homies over at Fully Posable. Check out their podcast. They have an amazing wrestling figure podcast. Um, they release every Sunday. So get your Sunday afternoon, listen in. Um, and then obviously listen to us on Thursday morning. You got them on Sunday. You got the Doing the Favor guys on Monday. You got us on Thursday. You got uh, the Major Brothers on Friday. Man, you got, you got four or seven days now. You got You got covered. So... I don't know. No what, shortage. Yeah, I don't know no what you're going to listen to the other three days, but uh, maybe a, maybe you, a, a Tony Robbins like motivational podcast <laughs> or something. Yeah, and if you need some more suggestions, head over to Wiretap and check them out. They have tons of different uh, wrestling, sports, entertainment podcasts over there too. So there you if go. you're lacking in the podcast department, I love it. All right, so uh, Sheena, anything else before we get out of here? Nope, I am. I feel like we we did a good job covering it all, man, and I'm excited to see where this all goes over the next three weeks. All right. We'll be back here next week. We'll be uh, talking about both of us moving uh, into our house in some form or another, but uh, we'll get closer to money in the bank. We'll review some uh, some figures. I'm sure the purchases will come back in and, and all that. So uh, for Sheena Phelps, this is Phil Gentile. Thank you guys for listening, and stay classy, Marks. Shakeup is supposed to be all about fresh starts, but all I see is a rerun.